Off Script with Trish Close. Intimate interviews and conversations with interesting people. And in front of my microphone today is Stacy Van Voorhees. Good afternoon. Hello, Trish. hello. Hello. You are the Outreach and Administration Manager at the Rogue Valley Growers and Crafters Market. I believe that's the longest title. I was going to say, that's a mouthful, right? Yeah. In the history <laughs> of, of titles. Also, you brought me a tomato. Because you're one hot tomato. It Look actually matches your whole thing going on here, it, Trish. I'm wearing like these coral shorts. It kind of matches the shorts. I love it. I can't, no a, one's ever brought me a tomato. Yeah, it's a striped tiger from Wandering Roots, and it's delicious. It won kind of, you know, public favorite of our taste off that we had this past week. So Awesome. Mm -hmm. How are things at the growers market? Things are wonderful. We had a beautiful sunshiny day yesterday. Lots of people coming out, even though school started, mm -hmm. you know, we're on until November. So that's right. Just yeah. want to remind everybody to keep coming out. That sunshiny day. I think that's um, lyrics from a Brady Bunch song. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, <laughs> I'd say you're right there. Okay. Yeah. We're going to talk about the growers market, maybe just a touch, but okay. you're kind of an interesting gal. So I'm going to start with, where are you from originally? Uh, I'm from suburban Philadelphia, okay. in Pennsylvania. Uh, pretty much the idyllic childhood, kind of basic at the same time, you know. Right. Um, fourth grade, I was one of my, you know, just some benchmarks. I was um, elected to be the king of Mathland in fourth grade, which Wait, was a pretty big the, deal. The king yeah, of the Math? King. There's yeah. no queen? No. I beat out another dude, and they're like, well, it's the role is the king, so you're the king. I know. It right. was my, my um, feminist fourth grade. Okay, Mathland. Yeah. What what math was math land. what was Mathland? Oh, uh, we just explored all the different okay. know, math concepts. It was pretty fun. Did yeah. you grow up uh, with siblings? I have a sister. Yep. Okay, She's older, real younger, close, a year and a half younger. It was oh. her birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, Stephanie! Oh, happy birthday! Yeah, and um, yeah, we're I'm a Pisces. She's a Virgo, so we were always pretty opposite. Mm -hmm. um, but we get along great now. It's, okay. So um, I don't want to like. You know, I'm always careful about age. What decade mm -hmm. are we talking? In oh, the 1900s. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, the era with the best music might be um, a general description. Okay. You know, a little disco, a little. All right, I see where you're going. Grateful Dead. Okay, yeah. I see where you're going. Yeah, I'm old. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> I don't care. I'm not afraid. So, um, parents. I mm -hmm. mean, two parents, two a sister. Parents. Yep, they stayed together until my dad died few years ago and wow um yeah classic my dad was um, an aerospace engineer and my mom was a stay-at-home mom for the most part wow. and yeah it was um my dad was a super strong i'm kind of more like him than mm -hmm. who the big big bad scorpio we he, we got the height from him i've been, always been six foot tall since like sixth grade so okay. my son is now six foot eight and a half at 14 oh and oh um, my gosh yeah it's a we're the but tallness is kind of wasted on our family like everybody asks and asks me if we play basketball going through life and it was like we're the clumsiest humans ever nice. and no competitive spirit. What a wow. waste. Nah, totally what a waste. waste. So your dad was an aerospace engineer. Where did he work? Mm -hmm. He worked at Lockheed Martin in his later days, but he was with GE. He was uh, with the steel mills mm -hmm. back in the day before when they were still steel mills. So wow. What a really hard pants. worker. Yeah. He was, um, he was a force with which to reckon. Yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Okay. So what were you like in high school? Um, pretty much Dorcas Maximus. Um, <laughs> um, in eighth grade, I won student of the year, which was awesome. And that was about the same time the band director um, pegged me for a big giant baritone player for the, for the marching band. He's like, oh, you don't feel awkward enough? Here's this big giant brass instrument that you have to carry around with you. So wait, you played okay. baritone? Yeah. 
baritone horn. Had to work on the, you uh-huh. know. The, That's the a lot lips. of spitting. Yeah, a lot of spitting. But uh, it was the only girl in the whole baritone section for four years. And we went to yeah. the Parade of Roses. Our band was totally badass. And um, yeah, I started working at Chi Chi's in high school as a job. I actually applied at, uh, have you heard of Sesame Place? No. It's like the only Sesame Place in the was right in our hometown and they wouldn't have me because I couldn't work weekends because of the marching band. So I ended up mm. in restaurant land. Yeah, Chi-Chi's. That's not like a... It's it was like a, a Mexican a, restaurant. Okay. Yeah, I think it was kind of an East Coast thing and I, I believe it's defunct now, but it was oh. so fun and I busted a hump really hard. How old were you when you were working 16, there? 16, day okay. after I turned 16, I started working and I've never stopped since. Right, I loved yeah. working in restaurants as a teenager. Mm-hmm. Everybody's older than you for oh, the most yeah. part and it's just fun. You meet... get in the clubs. Yeah, and... <laughs> totally. <laughs> well, especially being older looking, so. You get yeah. into trouble a little a bit little that bit. way, but it was fun. Mm-hmm. My first job, I guess, was a hostess at Chili's in oh, Las yeah. Vegas. Oh, that's, we're almost in parallel universes. Yes. Las Vegas, wow. I, yeah. Yeah, that's in trouble that's a there. Whole, that's a whole <laughs> other story. Um, so in the marching band, so obviously mm-hmm. you're a big fan of music then. Oh, yeah, yeah. I studied piano for a long time when we when I was a kid. And marching band was just an amazing life experience, you know, teamwork and mm-hmm. keep it in step. And I, I, music is a huge part of my deal. I just got a surprise ukulele in the mail from my friend, as a matter of fact. Wow. And, um, I have my mom's guitar, so I'm thinking about moving into the strings category. Okay. It's going to take a little mind shift. Have you ever yeah. picked up a guitar before to play? Yes, but never succeeded mm. so much. Yeah. Okay. This, it's know. it's really hard. I'm a <laughs> yeah. piano player. Mm-hmm. My stepdad plays guitar, and he's amazing at it. And he taught me, what's that song, Hang Down Your Head, Tom Dooley? Oh, I don't know. Okay, what? well... <laughs> Okay, well, it's a That's song. That's before my time, maybe. It's yeah. a song, I swear. Um, but okay. playing it was like, you know, the hang down your head, Tom. And then you have to find the next chord. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, like, there's, like, this ginormous pause. Not super smooth. I know. At I'm, all. like, looking and, yeah. Okay, so I'm ukulele's next. To, yeah, I think ukulele's a little easier than the guitar. I can just sort of do that Mahala thing on the beach. Oh, my nice. gosh. I can't wait. Okay. Yeah, and I love to sing. One of my goals is to become part of the World Music Choir in the Rogue Valley. Oh, and get on Rogue Valley Dancing with the Stars. That's one of my goals, too. Those are, that's actually one of my goals. I don't, yeah. I don't know if I could ever Aren't do you that. you in charge of that? No. Oh, okay. You would I think. I thought I saw it. Well, maybe the, the station is a sponsor or something. I I'm think it's sure our competition. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. No, 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 no. It's all right. Gotta start it's right. your own. Someday, Stacey. Mm. Someday. Uh, so what came after high school, then? After high school, I went right to Penn State for college, Mm -hmm. and that was amazing. I mean, it's sort of like out here, just the campus is just mountains surrounded. It's in a valley, Happy Valley, Pennsylvania. And um, I always hated the whole, if people were like, oh, you're going to join a sorority? And I'm like, no way. I hate the Greek thing. (laughs) (laughs) I was so GDI, GD independent, and... Did my own thing. I went to uh, school abroad junior year uh, in t- j- to Japan for a year, which was wow. life-changing also. I uh, studied Japanese for a long time in school. And we had a little, well, I almost got kicked out, actually, because I'm, I always have to work. I'm always mm-hmm. having jobs to support, you know, my fun-loving um, <laughs> personality because <laughs> you need 
money to have fun for the most part, despite what um, Lady Gaga says. That's true. Um, and so we had, I made all this money at a hostess bar, which was so cool. And I ran a team that sang karaoke at beer gardens. and. Okay. Um, so I had all this money for a break. We had six weeks. And I called a travel agent. And I said, I want to travel across the world. And so um, I took a ferry from Japan to China. Did the Great Wall in Beijing, almost got stuck there, got on the Trans-Siberian Express, went to Moscow and spent some time there, uh, sent my passport out with the cleaning lady and got lambasted from her about that. I oh, no. went from there to Vienna and ate Chinese food and just totally went inside myself because it was very intense trip. I'm hoping to write a book about this. This is How old one are you? of my other goals. Uh, I was I turned 21 on the Trans Siberian Express. Wow. Actually, yeah. Were you by um, yourself? Yep. Yeah. A lot of my friends went down to Thailand with each other and had a great you know group time. But for whatever mm -hmm. reason, I just felt the need to you know set out on my own, and it was just fabulous. I. I can't believe I made it out alive, honestly. But <laughs> it's like a it's like a page right out of Eat, Pray, Love or something. Yeah, it really was, and going the other way, kind of. But mm -hmm. then, yeah, from uh, Vienna, I took a train. I was gonna go um, to Germany and fly home. I met a, a dude on the train, and he's like, "Oh, you should go to Paris." So I'm like, "Oh, let's go to Paris together." And he got off at the next stop, and oh. I'm like, "Well, I guess I'm not." Gonna have fun with this guy. And then I got kicked <laughs> off the train on the anyway, it was just like one thing after the other. But I did end up back home and I surprised my parents. I just not rang the doorbell. They had no idea I was coming. That's the other thing. Like I didn't tell them where I was gonna be. So had I disappeared into the yeah. ether, I I wouldn't be sitting here today. Right. Well it's but, probably um, a good thing you didn't because they would have maybe massively worried about you. Oh yeah, that was part of the reason I did not say that, so. Do you look back and is that one of like the great things that you've done in your life? Yeah, I mean, I could die today and never travel again, mainly just because of that that trip and some of the other travel I've done, mm -hmm. uh, if we get to it, we'll get to it. But. I feel like traveling abroad, especially like that, that you did at 21, mm -hmm. it's so intimidating yeah. for me at, 38. I mean, that's, right. I, I'm like, uh-uh. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that. Well, traveling's a lot different now, mm -hmm. I think, than back then. Just, you know, there was no internet, obviously. Oh, now I'm dating myself again. But, um, <laughs> you know, I have uh, travel agent itineraries written in Chinese. And I didn't know Chinese. I knew some Japanese. But, you know, I really had to fend for myself and figure it out uh -huh. and use my brain. Right. And, like be light on your loafers yeah mm -hmm. but that's that's one of the reasons i kind of want to write about it because travel today is so much different mm -hmm. and maybe it would be some you know a tale of your and how it used to be was so. there any great lesson you learned from that trip yeah never put your passport in your pocket and send it out with the housekeeper <laughs> oh my gosh yeah you, was that big trouble yeah well luckily she brought it back and was like in Russian, I didn't know Russian, but I could tell clearly she was saying, you are a stupid American, you know? <laughs> With some but other it, colorful language. Yeah, well, and another lesson is to just, you know, um, traveling and learning foreign languages and seeing other cultures is mm -hmm. how you really just have to be open-minded and, and humble and, mm -hmm and you know connect with who you're connecting with whether you speak their language or not okay there and are i'm ways to communicate you've mm -hmm. traveled more since then yep um well i feel like also well i've been to bali i've been to italy i've been to france and um not so much south america that's sort of a goal okay moving forward but um yeah 
Um, again, I kind of missed it. I have a little bit of travel lust right now, but uh, it's like I said, I've done enough in my life that if I would die today, mm -hmm. I'd be happy. Okay. Yeah. So you showed up at your parents' house, rang the doorbell. Yeah. Um, you're 21. Yeah. Okay. Did you go back to school? Uh, yeah. Well, and I, so when my sister answered the door, it was just this utter look of confusion. <laughs> they had, I remember so clear, they had Heineken beer and Pizza Hut pizza. And I, after traveling and uh -huh. eating on trains and I was just in my, it was just ecstatic. And my mom was crying and my dad was like, what is happening? And yeah, so You're like, I went back. Yeah, yeah, give me a beer and yeah, some yeah. pie. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Salamat minum. Um, yeah, I spent some time there. I visited Penn State, my friends, and same thing. It was like a ghost. They're like, why are you here? I don't get it. But then I went back to Japan and that's when I almost got kicked out of school because not, we're not supposed to work at hostess bars, you know? Because oh, um, you're supposed to be studying yeah, only? Yeah. And it just so happens those were the worst grades I've ever had in my life when I was in Japan. But you know, okay. you're you're in Japan. There were so many things to do. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, went back for the second half of the year, then returned to Penn State for my last year. Okay, that was awesome. Um, worked at a place called Cafe Two Ten West. So I always had, always, always have had bar jobs, and I just love the um, camaraderie with the people you work with. You know, the cash is great. I was just gonna say the stack of dollar bills mm -hmm. does not yeah. suck. Yeah, it's, it was a hard time transitioning out of that. I'll yeah. tell you what. Um, and then, so after I graduated, I moved to D.C. because I was um, thinking of beco becoming Foreign Service because oh. of how much I love travel and languages and mm -hmm. foreign cultures. Um, and then I learned how difficult the Foreign Service exam was supposed to be. And I'm like, meh, I'm going to work at this nightclub over here. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I ended up working at a crystal store with these crazy, like, they weren't hippies. They were they were hipsters before hipsters. I think you know, okay. and they were all married to each other. And that's where I learned how to you know read crystals and tarot cards and had funky fashion shows with wacky clothes and in Georgetown. And so DC was great. Uh, and then I moved, thought I was going to move out to California to pursue stardom. You know, with um, because I always wanted to model and act and all that stuff. And sure. Um, California kind of kicked my butt a little. I got super sick, and but ended up in Vegas with, oh. and met this little dude on a dance floor. We were the only ones out there, and he's like, oh, yeah, I just, you know, got off a national tour of Hair, you know, Hair the Musical. I do know Hair the Musical. And, yeah, so I started freaking out about how much I love Hair, and he's like, oh, well, there's, a, there's an audition for another national tour coming up in New York mm. in a couple weeks. You want to go? I'm like, oh, my God, I'm hearing on the West Coast. I can't do that. And I just could not let it go of it. I just knew all the songs. I And so I called him up like the next week. I said, is that really an offer? You know, and he's mm -hmm. like, yeah, I'll set it up. And it was with the original creators of the musical. Wow. Can't place the names at the moment, but you know, I got on a plane. I it, I landed. It was the snowstorm of a of a millennium that weekend. Mm -hmm. I got some sheet music together. I got costumes together. And I went in for these auditions and I got final callbacks and I missed it by this much. Oh my God, Trish. It was like, this. so this is what brought me to New York City, which is the next chapter. Mm -hmm. So it was an amazing experience, but oh, I was so mad that I didn't get it. And you know why? It's because, and you're in a small room, you're mm -hmm. auditioning. They're like, okay, now sing uh, Aquarius like you're in a, you know, 10,000 foot, a 10,000 seat amphitheater outside, you know, project. Really project, right? Yeah, but you're in a little little box like this, 
and there's 10 people standing in front of you and I just, I never had any vocal training or really anything, I was totally winging it. And uh, I just didn't project enough for them. And that was the feedback I got from, from my friend Walter who Still though, you made it, you got there. Oh, and even yeah. if you didn't, you still went. You, right? you still, you know, sort of took that that's leap and, mm-hmm. and got on a plane and made it happen. Yeah, good point. Yeah, that's been, I've never been afraid to make a, a Dorcas out of myself. You know, somehow <laughs> I guess <laughs> it's one of my superpowers. I, oh, okay. I have bravery um, beyond ego. You know, so, mm-hmm. yeah, and that, so that was what brought me there, and I stayed and pursued more of all that showbiz stuff and actually landed in, lot, cigars had a big part in my New York life. I worked in a cigar bar and um, met a bunch of celebrities. I'm, I don't know if I can name drop on this show or uh, not. Yeah, <laughs> name drop away. Who'd you okay. meet? Okay, well, um, one of the, I worked at a place called Monkey Bar, it's a pretty famous um, schwanky restaurant bar in New York. And mm-hmm. um, I've always been told that I look like Sigourney Weaver for whatever reason. Yes, um, you do. We're both tall and so forth. So she came into lunch one day and with her writers, and I sent her a Frangelico as an after lunch, you know, uh-huh. sippy sip. Uh-huh. And, yeah, so she passed back through the bar and thanked me for it, which was cool enough to begin with, I thought. And um, I said, oh, by the way, people always tell me I look like you. And she said, whoa, I'm flattered. Can you believe that? From a celebrity? I was like, wow. you're flattered. Okay, yeah. Kudos right. Can we go to Sigourney. make a movie together? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll call you later. Yeah. Stunt double? Anyone? <laughs> yeah, Anyone? exactly. Um, and then, you know, the Grand Havana Room was a cigar club on the top of the sixes. Just a view for miles. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger sent me flowers there. I met Mel Gibson. One night out at a club, um, I met Bruce Willis, and he invited me to a party at his place. Wow. Really fun party, let me tell you. Um, I didn't realize this was kind of, this was like, this is serious name dropping right now. Yeah, I don't know. I hope I'm not going to get in trouble. It's okay, Bruce. I won't tell everything. (laughs) (laughs) She's not going to reveal all of your Mm. secrets. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I was on the David Letterman show once. Wait, what? Yeah, I I worked at, a again, a cool restaurant next door at Sullivan Theater, and he would always, he would go around and, you know, highlight different businesses sometimes. Right, yes. Yeah, I was in the front of the line. Of, we, the whole gang crew just came in and served the audience surf and turf was what it was. Okay. And um, I got on, I was on stage with a dessert and a martini for Dave. And, you know, he looked all scared because he wasn't drinking at the time. I'm like, oh, dude, it's like, just ah. water. It's okay. <laughs> it's a prop. Nice. <laughs> yeah, but he was super cool. And um, Have you seen him lately, by the way? Uh, David you know, Letterman? I've tried to watch his show. The beard mm-hmm. is taken on like a new address. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know. He just seems, I, I get kind of bored watching that show. He seems a little on the, the bitter, bo bitter side. Anyway, anywho. so, anywho. Yeah, so, yeah, lots of cool, cool celebrity sightings and meetings. Oh, and the other thing, and this led to how my husband and I okay. got together. Love it. Um, I was doing event planning for another club in New York and um, it was Catherine Zeta-Jones and Michael Douglas's birthday party. They have the same birthday so mm-hmm. they threw a big bash and I was kind of second in charge. Yeah, sure. Hanging out with um, John Goodman and Dan Aykroyd and Daryl Hannah and 
no biggie, you know. <laughs> One, I got invited to the Saturday Night Live 25th anniversary party, which was the next day. Awesome. And at the Rainbow Room, and I accepted. And then the next day, the person who invited me bailed. He said, oh, I'm not feeling good. I'm not going to go. It was one of the like lawyers. It wasn't a celebrity, okay. but I got his name. I'm like, oh, that's too bad. You can't go. And I Bye. made full-on plans to crash. Good. And hobnob with Conan O'Brien a little bit, you know. And um, the bartender downstairs was getting off of work, and that was this guy, Tommy Van Voorhees. He had a, a stand-up comedy show he was producing and uh, bartending down underneath my apartment. And I'm like, hmm, this guy seems fun. He's a comedian. Maybe he'd like to go with me. But I kind of wanted to go by myself. So sure. it was sort of this backhanded invitation. And I'm like, he's never going to have black tie. This is just, you know, who knows? Let's just see. Right. Sure enough, he used to work for this famous guy and met a bunch of celebrities himself, um, you know, Rolling Stones, Mick Jagger, and Andy Warhol, and all these people. So he just happened to have full-on black tie in the dry-cleaning plastic. And off we go to the Saturday Night Live 25th anniversary party. And awesome. our first kiss on the on the balcony and proceeded to get kicked off because we weren't supposed to be there. And <laughs> so the rest is history? Yeah, pretty much. The wow. rest is history. Okay, amazing. so I have to ask, when yeah. you meet, what kind of celebrity meet meter person are you? Are you oh, a weirdo or are you no, super cool? Totally nonplussed. I am not a star effer. I think they're just normal people mm -hmm. and I think they really appreciate my approach on that. You know, it's like, yeah, so you're Bruce Willis, whatever. You right. Know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that my, that karma gives me more accessibility. Yeah, a little cool. Yeah. Because really when it comes down to it, who are they? Yeah. They're more insecure than we are. Probably. Totally. Probably. Yeah. Um, Okay, so you met uh, Mr. Tom Van Voorhees. Yes. You guys were married when? Uh, we dated for about eight months. Mm -hmm. I threw him a epic medieval costume surprise birthday party because <laughs> at the time. Because that's what you do. Yeah, sure. Duh. I was living, um, my apartment was up in the Cloisters in New York. Mm -hmm. It's a very old, cool, it was, the Cloisters is like monk castle. So that architecture was really strong up there at that time and I was just inspired by that. I was working in a Japanese cultural institute at the time with beautiful art gallery space and they let me use it for this event. Wow. And people showed up from all over the country for this thing and I didn't know anybody. I just, you know, stole his address book and started calling people. Again, it was pretty much before the internet and texting and whatnot. So like, who is this weirdo calling me for uh -huh. about a birthday party? Okay, we'll go, you know. Mm -hmm. And so that was, a, he says, the moment he decided he wanted me forever. And oh. the, the day after our first date at the Saturday Night Live, he sent me a bouquet of roses that looked dead. They were fully alive but dead looking. I'm like, what kind of dude sends dead looking flowers after a first date. I like him. This is great. Awesome. <laughs> so, awesome. And we produced his comedy show together for a little bit. It was called Googly Moogly and it was in the basement. It was in the subway actually entrance called Siberia. And um, we actually, he had some amazing budding comedians that have gotten mm -hmm. really big at this point. I don't know if you know um, Tom Cotter. He won America's Got Talent yeah. a few years ago. He's a good friend. Um, Tom Shalhoub is on Fox. Buddy Bolton is on a show called Gotham right now. And John Bush is still doing stand-up, and they're hilarious. Awesome. Shout-out to you guys. Um, so, yeah, we had a lot of 
stuff going on in our dating life. And then we got married in on Cinco de Mayo in a Japanese, another Japanese cultural institute. We had a waterfall and what an artist made. It was just gorgeous. It was May 2001. You know, fast forward a few months was September 11th, yeah. 2001, and we just moved in together, and we had no kind of outside internet or anything. I just happened to be up that morning listening to a clock radio, of all things, doing my resume, and I hate doing resumes, and all of a sudden on the clock radio, this random news started coming through about a plane hitting the World Trade Center, and I'm like, okay, like, what was that fake news? thing where the aliens were coming and taking right. over. What was that? Yeah. I don't know. I just felt like it was... Like, this can't be real. Yeah. I'm like, okay, next work experience. And then the second plane hit. I'm like, okay, this is not normal. You know, I started running up and down the the corridors and the stairs, knocking on my neighbor's doors. And, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, we just moved in. Nobody knew me. Everybody else was going through this insane experience together and separately. And my husband, Tom, had just gotten his first um, cheese job because we were both in bars. And we and I'm like, we one of us has got to get a job. So we got a job at this specialty food store um, focusing on cheese at the beginning of the cheese revolution. And anyway, he was going to Brooklyn, and his train was right under the buildings, under the World <gasps> Trade Centers, when the first plane was hitting, you know. And... So I was a little bit stressed. I didn't know if I was going to see my new husband again. I didn't know if the whole world was going through this or just, you know, he landed in Brooklyn. There was papers flying through the air and he's like, what's happening here? Right. You know, so, wow. It was a really, one of the, we've been together for, it'll be, you know, 17 years this May, 18 years this May. And one of the reasons I think were so strong is because we went through all that just tragic crap together in the beginning. And, yeah. you know, when you travel with someone, you learn a lot about how they sure. deal with life when you go through these crazy experiences. <clears throat> so, yeah, that was the entree to our marriage. Wow. <laughs> and how long did you guys stay in the city after that? Well, that was 2001, obviously. We'd both been there already like 10 years, mm-hmm. 12 years each. Um we got through 9-11, we were married a couple years, and then I got pregnant with my baby, mm-hmm. and we were shopping. This is another crazy, weird, you know, life, New York experience, if I may continue on that Please. vein, but um, we were shopping at a Bye Bye Baby in Chelsea, which was completely not what Tom wanted to be doing, but he hates Why shopping. Why not, Tom? Yeah, and um, I had gone into the restroom before we started shopping for all of our baby stuff, and all of a sudden, the lights went out. And I'm like, oh, haha, that's a really funny prank to pull on a pregnant lady in a baby bathroom. Felt my way out, literally, along the walls and entered the, re-entered the store, and all the lights were out. And everybody was, like, going, what's happening? What's happening? Again, that was the year of the blackout, the great uh. blackout of New York City. <laughs> and um, so everyone's trying to get updates on car phones, you know, and mm-hmm. just... No one knew, again, if the whole world was coming to an end or if this was just in the neighborhood or in New York or what. And so it became pretty clear there were going to be no subways or anything for a while. It was August. It was hot. I was eight months pregnant. Oh, geez. We had to walk 172 blocks to our apartment up in um, Washington Heights from Chelsea. 
luckily there were a couple of the restaurants that I'd worked at along the way. So there were bathrooms and welcome open arms wow. for us. Um, I couldn't eat the oysters, damn it. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, again, it was sweltering hike all the way together. No one would let me on a bus or pick me up in a cab or whatever. But I just like, in moments like that, like when I was traveling abroad and stuff, I'm like, I'm doing this. You know, yeah. we can do this. Mm -hmm. We didn't have to cross a bridge. You know, we were really fortunate. We were on the island of Manhattan and it was a straight line up home. Mm -hmm. But I just dig my heels in. I'm like, this is not going to beat me. Exactly. You know? Sometimes I think it's just as when something looks huge and ginormous to you, mm -hmm. you just have to put one foot in front of the other. Exactly. Yep. Baby steps. Just go. Mm -hmm. Just and keep moving. And then and then you get there. Okay. So yeah. you guys, um, again, so when did you make the trek out west? Okay, so so the cheese in Brooklyn was the first step, basically, mm -hmm. in what ended up being our great western journey. Uh, there's a place called Murray's Cheese in New York where we he um, he graduated to a cheese mecca. I ended up working there. We just got to know all the. A bunch of different cheese celebrities, you know, and right. in, in addition to the farmers and the animals. Mm -hmm. And it just it just felt so great to be part of that movement, the local movement, the, mm -hmm. the real food, slow food movement. Mm -hmm. And, you know, after Oliver, he was about four and we're, we got a car because Tom had to go into uh, Staten Island to work then for another cheese establishment. And we realized we have a car. We can go anywhere and do anything. And we'd been there for 15, 18 years by that time. And it's a record living anywhere, you know, kind of a, I like moving around and new right. things. And so we're like, where are we going to go? What are we going to do? And we were just looking in Vermont and Maine and, you know, mm -hmm. back to home to Pennsylvania to be near our fam my family. And nothing felt different enough, you know. And so we knew David Gremmels and Carrie mm -hmm. Bryant from the Road Creamery mm -hmm. at that time from Archie's stuff out east. And we called them up and said, hey, what's the deal out there with you guys? And they said, oh, we're covered. We've, we're, we're good. And then we were going to make a choice. And then two days later, David called and was like, I, I can't stop thinking about how this could work. Why don't you come out and check it out? You know? And so Tom went and scoped it out, came here and scoped it out. And uh, he called me. I'll never forget. It was February and it was miserable and wet and cold. I had a new, you know, little boy, baby. And He's like, oh, yeah, I'm in 70-degree weather under 100-year-old wisteria trees having barbecued oysters and craft beer. Can you guess where I'm talking about right yeah. now? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I want to do that. So I jumped on a plane, came and visited. I got a job at South Stage Cellars when they were just opening mm -hmm. at the wine room. We got a house on C Street in Jacksonville all through Craigslist just in a matter of two days. I'm like, well, I guess this is meant to be. So, I was just going to say, <laughs> it's clearly meant yeah, to be. It was fate. And so I, I went home, started packing up our life. Tom just started working. He didn't even come back. It was He started on Valentine's Day, 2008. And uh, I put our whole life together. He flew home. We put it in a truck. We put it in our car. We grabbed the turtle and the kid. And we started <laughs> on our way to Oregon. It was insane. It happened in a two-week span, literally. Wow. And my mom will never forgive me for that. No, at least I was we're just going to say, mom. yeah, mom's pretty <laughs> upset with you. Yeah. Um, and first of all, a shout out to David Gremmels. No mm -hmm. one liked David Gremmels. Oh, my gosh, I know. It was just such a family feeling. I, we landed here on my mm -hmm. 40th birthday. Mm -hmm. 
and the whole fam- the whole team, the whole family was yeah. like welcome. It's well, amazing. anyone who who you maybe meet for the first time who just wants to hug you mm-hmm. is a good guy to me. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> He's exactly. very huggable. He is. Hi, he is very huggable. We love David Gremmels. Yes, indeed. Um, so, how did you then transition into the farmers market? Because again, you know. Tom, your husband, we should say, Tom Van Voorhees, is the manager at the cheese shop. Correct. For Rogue Creamery. Yep. Been doing He's that for a long time. Tenth year now. Yeah. Right. Awesome. Congratulations to mm-hmm. him. And then you just sort of wine scene again, and then farmers yeah. market. It just fit for you guys. Yeah. Well, it took a while because um, Oliver was still little, mm-hmm. and I always wanted to be there for him. I mm-hmm. wanted that mom piece, you know. So I just continued. the The tasting room was great. Um, I moved to the Jacksonville Review and did some uh, editing and writing mm-hmm. and graphics for, for that newspaper. Mm-hmm. Started a wine column. I did another column writing called Action Jacksonville because Jacksonville is such an awesome town. Awesome town. You know, so the goings on of what's that. Right. And then I helped open the uh, Frau Kemling Schoolhouse Brewhouse. I was a general manager when they first opened. Hillary oh, Kemling's a great friend of mine. Yes. And so just still in the whole, and then I worked at Elements for two mm-hmm. and a half years with Chris Dennett and those guys. Again, like it's so hard to extract from that restaurant life, the nightlife. It's in yeah. my bones. Um, but um, yeah, I just, Oliver got a little older. I felt like I wanted to be home at nights then. And, just um, a friend of mine was the GM at the Rogue Valley Growers and Crafters Market at the time, and I ran into her, and she was pacing out the spaces when they moved to the commons, and I'm like, wow, that that sounds like a super fun job, working for a farmer's market. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, we're looking for a manager. And so, I don't know, that was five years ago. This is my fifth season. I started out on Oak Street as the little guy, uh, you know, on Saturdays, then I assumed both Medford markets, mm-hmm. and then I ended up taking over a lot more on the back end with the marketing and PR, and I'm the face of the market and the voice of the market, which is nice. I like it. Yeah, and um, every every single week is a new challenge. Mm-hmm. You know, it's open air, outdoors, people, mm-hmm. weather, just it's keeps me really busy and good. interested. That's mm-hmm. very good. Um, before we get to the final three, yeah. my final three questions, mm-hmm. what is that? Oh, these are my beautiful tarot cards. I mentioned in D.C. I got into tarot. Yeah. Um, so you, you want to pick a card real quick? Oh, boy. Yeah. I do that I on the side, no. too. I've been sort of, well, if you're, if it's scary, no, no, let's we don't do have it. to. Let's do it. These are my friends. And I do events sometimes with these. Okay. Um, so I pick a card, and you can mm-hmm. read something about yeah, I'll give you a, a couple key keywords. Okay. We won't go into any in depth right now. We'll do okay. that over margaritas. Yeah, margaritas and not mm-hmm. in front of a camera. Right. Please. Right. All right. Pick a card, any card. Pack. Yeah. Okay, let's go with this one. Okay. Ooh, it's the Eight of Pentacles. It's about me, working hard. Let me show. It's this about is... productivity and focus and putting your all into your craft which mm. clearly is what you do. Um, I try. Yeah, and eight's a great number. It's, uh, it's You're on sort of a, a final third of a, of a phase where you're going to start seeing the fruits of that labor. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I so feel pretty nutshell, good about that card. Yeah. Tentacles are, are great. They're about money and about material material acclamation. Okay, so. I like it. Yeah. All right, final three? Stacey Van Voorhees, yeah. vi- the final three. Mm-hmm. Best advice you've ever been given? Best advice. Um, okay, so from my father, work smarter, not harder. 
Always, oh, uh, I hear that in my that. newsroom all <clears throat> oh, yeah. the time, it's all the short time. Short and sweet, yeah. and so so real and honest. Um, from my mom, uh, love yourself. Because mm-hmm. growing up six feet tall as a kid, it kind of it was really hard. And mm-hmm. there were times when I'm like, I wish I wasn't like this. And she's like, you have to love yourself. So thanks, mom, for that. Did it you was, ever do the <clears throat> like, you know, my husband's very tall, and he he yeah. always said he tried to make himself not tall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh, now, sure. and now was, you. Mm, yeah. Well, I hear back. her voice in my brain. It's, and I wish I could impart that more on my big giant boy too. He's a little slumpy, but. Yeah, that really projects the self-love. Mm-hmm. So I got to make make it happen sometimes. Mm-hmm. I, I work at Costco, too, and, you know, there's tons running around there. And at some points I'm walking down the floor and I just literally roll, you know. They say in yoga, roll your shoulders back for the longest time. I'm like, what does that even mean? But it really makes a difference and you can feel the adjustment. So, and, okay, so a third piece of advice was from my nanny, Arna, and she said, wear compression pantyhose, because I was in the restaurant industry. That is one piece of advice I wish I'd followed, <laughs> because... <laughs> Wait, yeah, why? Because my legs are tired, honey. Oh, oh my goodness. Compression yeah. <laughs> pantyhose. Yeah, remember okay. those pantyhose? I do. <laughs> Wait, what? Compression pantyhose, okay. Mm-hmm. She was ahead of her time. Re- but, really? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, if you ever left this place, Southern Oregon, mm-hmm. what would bring you back here? What would you miss the most? Well, first of all, I'm not going to. Okay. I'm stuck here. Okay. Um, uh, I'm going to say the vistas, uh, mm-hmm. you know, driving on I-5 to Ashland, it cracks me up every time the cows along the side of the road. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, I've driven in LA on I-5 and wow, it's so different. You know, so the, the mountains and the, the the animals, the waterfalls, mm-hmm. the access to the coast or redwoods or redwoods on the coast. Mm-hmm. It's just ridiculous. I, it blows my mind. My mom came to visit once and we're driving out in the Applegate and she's like, oh, I guess that, you know, and it's her second time visiting. She's like, I can see how you kind of get used to seeing this. Nah, I don't. Come on, like, mom. No, I'm not used to it ever. Yeah, she's sort of a buzzkill sometimes. I have my favorite range of mountains. It's right on the way to Jacksonville. Yeah. on um, on Ross Anley, actually. Mm-hmm. And I never get tired of looking at them. Yeah. They're yeah. just beautiful. And in the fields with the big, the wheels, I just passed I on Hanley Farms and just... the sprinklers and the llama yes. mound over there. Yeah, so. I'm okay with it. And, and the West Coast vibe, I really like that. You know, mm-hmm. I've gotten kind of used to it versus the New York, D.C., yeah. East Coast hustle and bustle. Right. It's nice, yeah. And the weather, si- mm-hmm. sayonara the humidity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the smoke isn't ideal but you know at least we're not on fire exactly we were, we were for a second over there yeah. at costco i got evacuated I anyway. were, oh yeah that was yeah, a big that was a big dramatic. story okay my favorite question yeah. if you were given a final meal and a final mm-hmm. drink what would that be mm-hmm. um i would say a surf and turf extravaganza okay heavy on the shellfish mm. um and margaritas on the beach in somewhere like cancun fabulous like that i love it mm-hmm. i love it yeah. stacy van Voorhees. this has yeah. been fa- really oh fun yeah I love talking to you, Trish. I love talking to you. (laughs) If you're listening to this podcast on iTunes and you like it, please subscribe, rate, and review. It helps other people find us. We are also on Google Play. If you'd like to check out the video portion of this podcast, just go to ktvl.com, click on features, and then off script. Thanks, girl. Thank you. Roll those shoulders back. (laughs)